It's time for the January 7th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A precise approximation of the last 168 hours of history. Broadcasting from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And, as always... Yes. The only one who can fix this, <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Go fix it, Nate. Yeah. Go fix it. Yes. There he goes. There he goes. Uh, today we'll be talking about fascist Facebook groups, okay. drunk driving detectors, McDonald's in Rome, cat arsonists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That really gets him going. <laughs> Let me tell you. I, I, happened you... To, I just happened to mention it to him, and he just started doing that spin that dogs like to do. The they spin? just spin, chase yeah. their tail. Yeah. He did that for like seven minutes. Yeah. yeah so. But first. Yeah. From United Press International. Mm-hmm. United Press, United Artists. I wonder if they were uh, formed around the same time. I imagine they could have been. Yeah. Uh, no, United. Yeah, could be. United it, Press International. United States. Maybe around Lake the Superior State University released its annual banished words list. Oh, good. Examples of banished words to make the yearly compilation in the past are bromance. Oh, good. Wrap my head around. <laughs> user friendly. Okay. At this point in time. And not so much. And viable alternative. Wow. Lake Superior State University's banished word list has become such a cultural phenomena, or became such a cultural phenomena, that comedian George Carlin submitted an entry that made the list in 1994 with bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. It's the, cult, the, the, the word police. Kind of, sort of, yeah. a little bit, right? Word police. Word police. Well, they like to keep us informed what's, what's getting old, stale, or yeah. just doesn't make any sense, you know, the type of things. I, that you... I still say, yeah, not so much. Not so much? Yeah, it's good sometimes. Yeah, you I don't need to listen it. to these guys. Well, you know, and, and it's, they say, in the write-up, they say it's tongue-in-cheek. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, and there's a banished word right there, yes, tongue-in-cheek. Tongue cheek. What should, the hell does that mean that anyway? It means you're not serious, but you are, you know, Get, being ironic. Yeah, it, uh, yeah exactly. Geez. Well, anyway, good to know. Should we get going here? Yeah, let's go. The This year's number one phrase from Lake Superior State University's banished word list. Wait, what? That is, are you are you teasing us or is that the is that it? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. Wait. 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 wait, wait. Period. What? what? Question mark. <laughs> uh, they say these two four-letter words should not go together <laughs> under any circumstances because the two-part halting interrogative is disingenuous, divergent, defective, and overused. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They're upset about that. I I'm not, but okay. You well, know, I, it kind of bothers me. You know, all the periods after the words, sometimes they're good. Yeah. Sometimes they make sense. But it's just overused. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Please, no, more. You know, whatever. You know, I know it's emphasis. Yeah, yeah. 
But sometimes you use the words to carry the emphasis. You don't need to have all capped with punctuation, yes. with exclamation points. Yeah, you could actually use words yeah. in order instead of grammatical tricks. Yeah. Those syntax. Gimmicks. Syntax. Yeah. Well, let's see what else here. The number two phrase from Lake Superior State University's banished word list, no worries. Wow. This is one I do not like. Nominated by writers nationwide for misuse and overuse, this phrase incorrectly substitutes you're welcome. It substitutes for you're welcome okay. when someone says thank you. And I also wondered, yeah, it, it affected me the first time I heard it. Like, who brought up worries? I didn't have any worries. You know, I'm saying thank you. Yeah. You know, you walk into a store. Yeah. And I even initiate the thank you thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm going, thank you, you know, because it's cool. Yeah. I love you. Thank you. Let's hug. No worries. What? Yeah. It Wait. It introduces an element of anxiety. Yeah. Into the, into the conversation. I think. Yeah. What what should I have been worried about? Negatively presumptive. Oh, negative. Yes. You know what I'm. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're yeah, yeah. Presuming that there's something going on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but despite its stupidity, the term is recommended to emailers by Google Assistant. Oh. Yeah. Okay. If you're waiting, you know, if you're asking them, what do I use when I say thank you? You can say no worries. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cite myself right here. I'm writing yeah. a citation to me. Yeah. Because I have written that in response to people, who are going to be on the show, but they have to change the time or something like that. Well, sometimes change it's appropriate. Date. I'll say, no worry, I got it. Oh, we're, if they we're... change the date, that's you know, if they have to change the date, yeah. I think that works. Yeah, yeah. That's if, what... You know, I, I do it. I use that this all the time when somebody says, "I'm really sorry, but can you change the text that I just sent you?" And I'll say, don't worry about it. You know, no problem. There you no go. worries. There you go. I'll do it. Okay. That means don't be sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's good. Don't That's worry good. about it. I am not introducing anxiety. I'm trying to reduce anxiety. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm anxious. I am glad we're over with that one. <laughs> you know, it's you know, I gotta gotta give credit to the superior whatever they were, the superior yeah, the Lake Superior State University. High school, whatever. Yeah. It it's gotta be a great recruiting uh kind of thing that they throw yeah. out there they're trying to get a big football prospect and they can they can say hey we're the ones who are the banished word list yeah we're people, on the banished yeah. word list. Yeah. oh well who ever heard of lake superior state university i never i never would have yeah yeah so good for them yeah all righty the number three phrase from lake superior state university's banished word list at the end of the day at the end of the day, wow. 20 plus years after original banishment of this phrase in 1999, <laughs> the day still hasn't uh, finished. Uh, it's not over yeah. for this overused, misused and useless expression. <laughs> when all is said and done at the end of the day is just unnecessary. Oh, yeah. I like the way they did that. I did that. Oh, you did that. Yeah. Nice. I, I, Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely said. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, yes. I don't like it because it's it's like, you know, people are going along and they're telling you information usually. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, as if they're writing a story. Yeah. You know, as if, you know, four score and seven years ago, it, it's, yeah. it's like something that is out of context right. for me when it's usually said. Right. 
And why not just say, you know, if you factor all of these things together, da-da-da-da-da. Right. Right. It's kind of a silly metaphor most of the time. Yeah, and it's also a facile way to say, in some sense, to say, well, you know, the Republicans don't don't believe in science and they want to support a authoritarian fascist to be president and the Democrats want child care funding. Yeah. And and you would say to me, well, at the end of the day, they're pretty much the same. No. See, no. I wouldn't do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's kind of, it, it, it's, it buffers. It, uh, it, uh, it muddles it. Yeah. It, it sort of becomes, no. Yeah. No, it's not at the end of the day. Like if you're saying, though, on the other hand, if I was out slaving in the cotton fields yeah. all day or, or plowing up the crops, yeah. at the end of the day, I come in and I have some dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's yeah. a good thing. That's yeah. a good, that's a yeah. good way to say that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are there, are there a lot more? The number four phrase from Lake Superior State <laughs> University's banished word list, that being said. Okay. Yeah. All right. You yeah, know, there's a lot more of these. Yeah, I, you know what? Are you, it, are you it, on it, a roll right it now? It makes me feel like I'm, I, I'm stuck in like 19, no, in 2010 yeah. when I hear these things. Because I feel like I say these more. Oh, I know I've you said do. them more. That's than, why I brought this story. I know, I I know it is. I knew it was. Yeah. I knew when you were reading through the list, oh, my God. Uh, that uh, being said, <laughs> nominators cited this phrase as verbal filler, redundant oh, justification, and pompous posturing. You know, like, that being said, yeah. however or but does the job as a transition instead of that being yeah, said. Yeah. That being said, go ahead and say what you want already. I know. You know, just go ahead and say just it. Just go ahead. That being said, say. don't say that. Just S say it. Send me this list because I need help. Okay. Hey, okay. all righty. The number five phrase from Lake Superior State University's banished word list, asking for a friend. Now, that's what I don't use because yeah, I don't I, have any friends. Well, it's, it's so, a cutesy so, phrase, yeah, and it's, it's often deployed in yeah. social media in a coy attempt to deter self-identification. It's such a cliche and usually followed by a description of a disease. <laughs> Yeah, asking for a friend, what does it mean if I have a festering bump on my bagpipe? You've heard, you've heard people use that all the time, right? Oh, I've used it, yeah, yeah. And bagpipe. Bagpipe, yeah. That's one word that really bugs the hell out of me. <laughs> hey, the number six phrase. Oh, my goodness. From Lake Superior State University's banished word list, circle back. Uh, circle back. Circle back. Yeah. I, John Wayne used that a lot. Well, but he did circle back. He did have to yeah. circle back. He was well. literally on a horse. Yeah, and he had. And he, he went back he in a circle so the people following him had, would get off the trail. Yeah, he had to. You don't want to say that no, when you you're, all you're doing is just repeating yourself yeah, or yeah. in summation. In summation, exactly. The most overused phrase in business, government, or other organizations since synergy, <laughs> which was banished in 2002 as evasive blanket terminology and smarty pants puffery. Circle back from what? Exactly. That's the essence of PR. Yeah. To say something without saying anything of meaning. Exactly. Or government. Or government, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The number seven phrase <sighs> from <laughs> Superior State University's banished word list, deep dive. <laughs> deep dive. Deep dive. You know, all these words are overused and desperate. They're kind of like when somebody doesn't know what else to say and they want to impress somebody really quick. Yes. 
We're going to do a deep dive. Uh, what are you, Jacques What do you Stowe? need deep what, for yeah, anyway? Yeah, what is that exactly? I, I, whoever, you know, dives into the shallow end. Yeah. Let's take a shallow dive. Yeah. No, you'll break your neck, okay? So don't do that. Ah. Uh, yeah, so. Let's try another one okay. here. See if we get shall we? Results. Yeah. yeah. The number eight phrase from Lake Superior State University's banished <laughs> word list, the new normal, which they're using now to just mean it's a catch-all for COVID-19. Anything yeah. that's become, yeah. we become accustomed to is the new normal. Yeah. I don't mind this one too much. Yeah. But, you know, it was a TV show in 2012. Was it really? Yeah. Oh. So how new is it? <laughs> <laughs> now, here's one okay. I disagree with. Oh, on, hold on. Like, hold on. Hey, wait, you got to you gotta yeah, do Yeah, I, I do. Okay. I just want I disagree okay. with. I okay. got to play the, okay. you know, right, I'll, I'll yeah. play my harp. Right. <laughs> Let me sit down here and adjust well, my uh, fingers. No, uh, hey, you're taking credit. Mahler's been playing the harp the whole time for you. He's, <laughs> shoot, I'm sorry. Don't That's behind the that. scenes. Don't say that. Yeah, I'm, no, Mahler, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you weren't going to give him credit. That's, okay. Go ahead, Mahler, go ahead. Go ahead. The number nine phrase from uh, Lake Superior State University's banished word list, you're on mute. <laughs> You're on mute. Now, see, I disagree with that because, you know, they're saying, the judges say, we're two years into remote working and visiting. It's time for everyone to figure out where the mute button is. They're being tongue-in-cheek here because, really, if you're on mute, you're on mute. What do you say? It's not substituting for anything. There's a button called mute, and you've pushed it in. Yeah. Would that be better? You're trying to warn somebody about something, you know. Well, wait a minute. Look out for the anvil will not become a catchphrase. If, if ever, even if anvils start flying from the sky. Now, wait a minute. I want to know if it was the, a literal or a kind of metaphysical reference. In no. other words, I'm tired of listening to you. You're on mute. That's, that could be true. I mean, that's yeah, kind of where I would be. go with it. Yeah. Because I, I get what you're saying. We're all on Zoom, for, you know. And, yeah, but that's what they said. Yeah, that's what well, they maybe, said. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to be funny with that. Yeah, I, don't yeah, I don't know. I I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. I thought that at first until I read their description. Yeah, and then they're... Then, yeah, I, and it's kind of pompous. You're on mute. Yeah. yeah. I always like Care Factor Zero. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite one. I never heard that one. Yeah, I well, never heard see, that. that's the fun part about language. And I think that's the point of Lake Superior State University's banished word list. Yeah. Try to keep it fun. Yeah. Try to surprise somebody yeah. with your language. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. hope, I hope there's one more. There is one more because we got to get ten. <laughs> you know, we ten is people are obsessed with decades. It's just and been like this that. has been just like a cavalcade of my life. In, and in, the in, number in ten phrase from Lake Superior State University's banished word list. Thank you, Mahler. <laughs> Supply chain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because what has become now is anything that's light. Yes. It's a supply <laughs> chain problem. Yes, it is. Yeah. Are you have any words to add to this list, Mike? Um, I'm so over it. So over it, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's referential. That's kind of postmodern, right there. I think because no. people know that it's repetitive. I understand. And it's cliched. It's no. like saying "cool" and "groovy." I still say that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's referential. I don't yeah. think you think that everybody's going, "Wow, he's a hipster." <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, again. Too many of these phrases have are my stock and trade, if you will. Yeah. 
Oh, there's another one, if you will. Yeah, if you will, and stock and trade, both of them. Yeah. You too. might as well just shut up. Woo! You're just, you wow. nothing but say these I, words. I, I, hit a tr- I hit a double. You know what one I don't like these days? Which one? Just throw out there. Inflection point. Oh, yeah. Because anytime things, you know, run into each other or there's a point that we need to pay attention to, it's not always an inflection point, literally. Yeah. You know, inflection no. point is a whole different, well, it's not completely different, but it's a specific thing. Yeah. And all they're saying is, you know, this is a point in time where we should be paying attention. It's notable. And it's and they're tr- the people saying it are usually trying to be smarty pants. Yeah. Or presidential. Or presidential. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that was. Well, I think we're done with the show. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, folks. <laughs> uh, be sure and. Uh, yeah. Let's move tell on you, here. Tell, okay, you, tell all your neighbors about in uh, from cosmos magazine in the first demonstration that a non-human brain can differentiate two languages researchers have shown the dog brains dog brains father yeah you got one of those (laughs) dog brains can differentiate two languages that makes sense yeah actually dog brains dog brains i want one of those not just sounds uh but different languages yeah yeah you know that Gary Larson Farside comic strip of a guy talking to a dog saying, you stay out of the garbage, understand? You stay out. And all the dog understands is blah, 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 blah. It's wrong. They can differentiate languages a little bit. They might not understand what you say, but they can say hear more than just the same blah, 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 blah. The brain imaging study shows that dog brains display different activity patterns in response to a familiar versus unfamiliar language. They also found that dogs can distinguish between speech and non-speech. So if you speak gibberish to your dog, he might even know you're talking nonsense. Is that right, Molly? Let's give it a try. See? See, yeah. He knew right away. He called you out. Yeah. Using functional magnetic resonance imaging, Brain activity could be measured by detecting blood flow changes yeah. in the brain. They actually sat them in a uh, uh, a brain scanner. Wow. They got them to be real still, and then they played them these songs. They played them excerpts from The Little Prince okay. in Spanish and Hungarian. And the dogs either came from Spanish families or Hungarian families. Wow. And they could tell the difference in the dog's brain. Yeah. This is actually something I wondered about. Before. I mean, I'm yeah. serious. I, I really always wondered their ability to differentiate language. I, 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 because, again, just what you said. And that, wow, thank you yeah. for answering that question. By the way, I there's a really interesting story that I hope we're going to cover this week. We didn't. We didn't cover that one. You, you're sure? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Because it was a really good story. If this news makes you want to bark, may I recommend a donation to KUCI instead? Mm-hmm. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free. Freeform. Free speech radio. KUCI 88.9 FM. You know, in reading that just now, I was thinking you. this is probably part of a joke of yours, that you have the story that you really hope we covered. No? It was a real story? Well, it's a real story. I don't know if it's real. I think we may find out in six months that it was a trick. Which one? The driving, the uh, the goldfish who drive a, can drive a car. No, I didn't do the goldfish that can drive a car, but I can't imagine, what, what he uses fins? 
they have it hooked up to something and it actually was they they were able to teach it how to maneuver this vehicle yeah and it it i hope he was just doing it remotely he was, was a, he in the car he was in a fish tank in a car and then it, well and it was on these yeah on this uh, d uh vehicle of sorts and it was able to drive look it up well drive it look it up there's one there's one of those banished words look it up from los angeles times california water officials impose new drought rules for cities and towns throughout the state because of the goldfish the regulations right. adopted by the state water resources control board prohibited overwatering yards washing cars without a shutoff nozzle, hosing down sidewalks, or watering grass within 48 hours after rainfall. Even after December brought downpours across California and record snow in parts of the Sierra Nevada, state water officials stressed that a drought remains and that efforts to conserve water should continue. Amen. Now, you know, if we were smart, we'd just have the restrictions full time. We yes. should have been doing that since the 1960s. Yes. We should have. I mean, it's we live in a drought state. Yes. We go through droughts here. There's. I mean, it should be pretty apparent by now that that's what happens. It happened in the past. We had a nice run for about 20 years, but come on. If we learned, if we thought we were in a drought, then we wouldn't have the water systems where our runoff just goes into the ocean that's right, right now. There's so many. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And to your point, Nathan, I, you and I have talked about this for a decade or more about how important this is. And you're absolutely right. We have a confluence of things that are contributing to the fact that we don't have enough water, yeah. one of which is agriculture sucks up a huge, tremendous amount of our water supply. Yeah. Just as you mentioned, the runoff, our inability to capture water and put it in a reservoir or behind a dam or all those things are hugely important we need to address that and other reasons and we're wasteful yeah the new rules also prohibit among other things using potable water drinking water mm -hmm. to irrigate grass on public street medians or landscaped areas between the street and sidewalk using potable water for street cleaning or construction purposes and using potable water for decorative fountains or filling artificial lakes or ponds with some exceptions yes like i don't know where but I hope they're good exceptions and not just monetary exceptions like Disneyland or something. The regulations also apply statewide and there are no exceptions for golf courses or other recreational facilities. Well, that's good. Violators could face up to fi up fines of up to $500. Yeah. The rules bar homeowners associations from fining residents who cut back on watering their lawns or other landscape. That's good. So you can do that. In other words, they can. You cannot water your lawn, let it die off, and nobody can say, you can't do that. Oh, gotcha. Okay, good. The State Water Board's conservation rules focused on urban areas and don't address agriculture, which, according to state data, uses nearly 80% of the water. So, without regulations on agriculture overpumping, the gains made by urban water regulation won't mean jack. Right. Yeah, it'll mean a little bit, but it certainly won't have a huge impact. Exactly right. Overpumping of groundwater has been a chronic problem in farming areas across the Central Valley Yes, now. it has been. And a new frenzy of uh, well drilling has occurred during the drought, while limits on pumping have yet to take effect under the state's 2014 groundwater law. Right. 
Meanwhile, at least 975 households saw their wells dry up during the past year, according to state data. Many of those wells were located in the Central Valley, where groundwater continues to be depleted. Yeah. One of the things that that is is a is a, a byproduct of all that is as they have been pumping water out of the aquifers. We talked about this many years ago as well. The aquifers themselves are collapsing. Yeah. And the problem with that is multi-fold. And that is aquifers don't come back. They don't. They they're not like a sponge that expands and contracts given the amount of water that's in them. When they collapse, that's it. So it, it reduces the capacity. Well, the water will, go, will sink into the yeah, ground. It right. just might not fill up that same exactly. aquifer. Exactly. It reduces that's... the capacity of the aquifer. Yep. And that's what we've been doing for many years. The other thing is the agricultural industry has been hoarding water. Mm -hmm. they, they're, not, they're not using water as needed. They have been hoarding water and hoarding um, contracts, which entitle them to water. There's something called the Monterey Agreement, which people should know about, and it's too long to go into now, but basically it codifies the agricultural industry's ability to take more water than it needs. Wait, wait a second. Is that a fish out there? there yeah. Is that a fish out there? There is a fish out there. Wow. I called the people up and asked them to stop by and show us what they were doing. And they That's were, amazing. Yeah, they're, they're kind enough to... That's, now, it's got to be real. It's got to be real because I can see this right here. Yep. So so how could we even argue? Wow. We can't, we can't even amazing. have a discussion about the fact that in six months we're going to find out it was a hoax. Mm -hmm. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web on at KUCI.org, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. Mm -hmm. Are you a member of any Facebook group, Mike? None. You know, a group? None. You know what those things are, right? Yeah, you can you can join a like yeah, is it yeah. well not like meet up. That's a different thing, right? Is it kind of like meet up? Facebook group is like you, you say you like something. Yeah, and you say like you, like uh, Facebook group would be well, well Mahler has a Facebook group. Oh, he does. It's called Dogs in the News. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> does, yeah, wow. does, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you go to you go to Dogs in the News. You look on their groups, Dogs in the News. It'll pop up, and you can join. Yeah. And on your timeline, it'll tell you about whatever different it, Dogs in the News yeah, stories. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> From ProPublica, a new investigation found that Facebook groups swelled with at least 650,000 posts attacking the legitimacy of Joe Biden's victory that swelled between Election Day and January 6th. Yeah. So after the results of the election, yeah. Facebook was allowing all this crap to go on. Yes, it was. With many of the posts calling for executions and other political violence. Yeah. The investigation by ProPublica and the Washington Post found that the barrage averaging at least 10,000 posts a day, a scale not reported previously, turned the groups into incubators for the baseless claims Trump supporters squawked as they stormed the Capitol, demanding he get a second term. Looks like civil war is becoming inevitable, read a post a month before the Capitol assault. I remember seeing those. Yeah. 
I was reporting him. I don't yes. know about you. Yeah, yeah. We cannot allow fraudulent elections to stand. Silence no more. Majority must rise up now and demand battleground states not to certify fraudulent elections now. Just another one. We are Americans. We fought and died to start our country. We are going to fight like hell. We will save her. Heart emoji. Then we're going to shoot the traitors. Traitors. Yeah. Heart emoji. Heart emoji. Oh, yeah. One post showed a Civil War picture of a gallows with more than two dozen nooses and hooded figures waiting to be hanged. I saw that one. I remember that one. I didn't see it. Other posts called for arrests and executions of specific public figures, both Democrats and Republicans, depicted as betraying the nation by denying Trump a second term. Bill Barr, we're coming for you, wrote a group member after Barr announced that the Justice Department had found little evidence to support Trump's claims of widespread vote rigging. That's crazy. They're going to come for him because they couldn't find something. Yeah. This is madness. And I say that it feels like we're we're moving towards violence and possibly. Well, harm. everybody's saying that. now. I know. I say it because it's not anyone I know. I am steeped in kind of the liberal. It's liberal. Ecosphere. It's, it's the, the, non the factual ecosphere. Well, the, OK, factual ecosphere. I don't know anybody that's advocating for this, but these are the things that are being said on that side of the of the world yeah. of the of the anti-vaxxer ignorant side, on the ignorant of side of the political the equation. It People is who yeah. are inspired by QAnon. Yes, there's there is an element of immaturity of uh, infantile reaction to the fact that Trump didn't win. It's like a child. It's like a four-year-old who refuses to accept that they have to go to bed. That's the same kind of reaction. You need to go to bed. You need your sleep. There are lots of reasons why you need to accept this as, as your reality. They refuse to do that. Yeah. And their reaction is to be violent about it. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to make them unviolent about the reaction to that. Well, they've been pre-programmed too. Yeah. By Fox News, and especially by um, Tucker. To me, well, no, I, I would say by. I mean, you're right, Tucker Carlson and all those people. But to get away from the personalities, they were primed by reality TV. Yes. Where you just see people overreacting to things, mm -hmm. and the only thing they react to, the only reason, their only communication is through emotions. Right. There's no reasoning on reality TV. Somebody gets upset at somebody because something happens and you watch it because you're fascinated with people showing emotion. Right. And, and I think I, I'm surprised there has maybe there has been a study, but I'd be wouldn't be surprised yeah. at all if there was a direct correlation between people who took those kind of shows seriously yeah. and people who voted for Trump yeah. and people who are. Uh, following groups, Facebook groups, that would say these things and actually believe them. My dad, God bless him. I love him. He's my father. Uh -huh. But using him as the demographic who supports Trump uh -huh. to the degree, to almost to the, I don't think he's violent. I don't think my, my dad would pick up a gun to defend uh, Trump. But at the same time, he loves, he is enamored with Westerns. He watches Westerns all the time. 
And the thing that is always kind of the key element in a Western is there's almost inevitably a gunfight. Mm -hmm. And justice has made it out at the end of a weapon in almost every Western that I can think of. And I think that this is the frame of reference that these people have for this. We can't solve it by intellectually reasoning with one side or the other. So we're just going to have a shootout at, at noon in the town square. And this is what this feels like to me. Yeah. Yep. Facebook executives have played down the company's role in the January 6th attack and have resisted calls, including from its own oversight board, for a comprehensive internal investigation. I want to say one last thing about Westerns. Okay. <laughs> Just last thing. Well, I thought about reality TV. Okay. And then some, somehow we went to Westerns. Well, that's I'm just trying to understand the mentality. You were trying to understand the mentality. Yeah. I have a... But a, West, I, Westerns have been going on since the 30s. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah but well, we, why, we, why didn't we, you know, why weren't we having this problem in the 60s? Why weren't we an exceedingly 50s? violent society? No, no. But why why this detachment from any kind of reality because the westerns themselves are a complete detachment from the history of the united states they themselves well, I, think, I think they're right on the bunny if you're saying in a western they re resolve things through gunplay yeah that's reality in this country but, but the glorification of the cowboy and the westerns and and what actually happened is a complete lie with a glorification of anybody who dances in, or, or plays basketball, all that type of stuff is a complete lie. This is a mythology that this country is enamored. This is the reason Ronald true, Reagan true. was but I'm just elected the, president. The glorification of people who don't deserve glorification is but, but is rampant. The whole the whole thing about cowboys and westerns is is in, factually incorrect. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll agree with you. I I just had wished. It, it, Okay, well, I'm, well, I think we're saying much of the same thing. I just, yeah, I'm just saying that, that, that the yeah. more current state of affairs, where reality itself, yeah, on TV, I agree with was, that. It wasn't you went to when you went to a movie, you knew you were going to a movie. When you go to reality TV, you think you're watching these people's lives, and I would, and, and that the map. Uh, is and in this case, the map is not the territory, because once you flip the camera on, yeah. people act differently, right? Because they have the glorification that we were talking about. Right. They think that the this is somehow bringing them glory, right? And that was my point. And I agree with you. Reality TV really put the divide in it. I agree. I agree with you. This this imbecilic TV programming, completely devoid of any context or anything else except pure reaction yeah pure emotion i agree with you from npr congress's recent infrastructure law included a provision mandating that starting in a few years all new cars must include some sort of technology to detect and prevent drunk drunk driving but you didn't know that no say it again i'm it's sorry in the recent infrastructure law mm -hmm. all cars must include some sort of technology to detect and prevent drunk driving oh wow yeah I actually think this particular technology could save more lives than airbags, said David Harkey, the president of the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. We're talking about more than 10,000 people that are losing their lives annually as a result of alcohol-impaired driving in the country. Yeah. Well. I had an acquaintance who just, whose son this was killed by a drunk driver I'm sorry. just a couple weeks ago. 
The new law doesn't say how the new technology would work, but there are a few approaches that have been explored in recent years. They fall into two main categories, systems that measure your blood alcohol level while you normal do normal driving tasks and cameras that watch for drunkenness, signs of drunkenness. The driver alcohol detection system for safety or dads. <laughs> is a joint project between automakers and government that is working on drunk detection technology, which would stop a vehicle from moving if it detects that a driver's blood alcohol is above legal levels. Nice. I'm all in favor of this stuff, but what happens to the drunk himself, though? He's, what he gets in the car, yeah. and he starts it up, but then it stops. Now, does he come to his senses? Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe over time, there'll be a kind of an accommodation. If handcuffs. I, that's it. Handcuffs. One of those things that, that encircles you as you sit in your in your uh, seat and won't let you out. Yeah. Well, your safe, safety belt doesn't let you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, we already got one of those. Dad's <laughs> researchers have built sensors that can be integrated into a vehicle dashboard or window. They currently require a driver to blow a puff of air in the general direction of the sensor, but eventually the goal is for the system to sample a driver's normal breathing and distinguish it from passengers. Wow. Another option would be to bypass measuring blood alcohol levels and instead look for signs using uh, cameras that are already in the cars. That's what a, a Volvo has been doing for its future vehicles. The great advantage of this uh, is that it, it can use the cameras that are already in the vehicles. Right now, these cameras are used to make sure drivers are looking at the road instead of being distracted. They use infrared uh, so that it can see in the dark if you're driving at night. Or if you're wearing sunglasses, it can still see your eyes. A drunk person's eyes get glossy and their pupils respond differently to life, light. And there's and they respond differently to life too. Yeah. And there's a distinctive involuntary movement called Nystagmus, commonly used in field sobriety tests. It's when the cop puts his pen in front of your eyes and says, follow it. Yeah. Because you don't. It's just unable to, and your eyes start going in circles. Doesn't They don't really follow anything. Yeah. But unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever. But. Yeah. But. 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 Uh, you, there's other causes for nystagmus. You can just have, it's a disease that can run in your family or just by looking out the window at a train or a car. So you're in the car, you might, or uh, spinning in circles. Right. So for, it sounds like any disorientation might cause nystigmus. Okay. So in your, you're in your car. Yeah. It tells you, you have nystigmus. Was it to stop your car? Yeah. That Meanwhile, yeah, I don't know. you don't, you're not drunk. Right. And yeah. And does it, do it in such a way as to not endanger other drivers. I'd so, hope so. Yeah. No, it just slams on the brake. Well, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I mean, it's just, what, what is the solution to that issue? Yeah. Mahler? Mahler never drives drunk. He lets his, he lets his goldfish drive for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here it goes again. Mahler, get the goldfish. Get it. Yeah, good boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> Mahler ate the goldfish. There goes science. <laughs> there goes science. <laughs> yeah. There goes sushi. From Forbes. That's what he called his fish. Sushi? Yeah, he called it sushi. <laughs> Mahler. <laughs>
Sweden is launching a new agency to defend against the rise of disinformation. Scandinavian country, home to about 10 million people, which is about the size of L.A. County, established a Swedish psychological defense agency in a bid to safeguard its democratic society and the free information of, of opinion. As Sweden heads into elections this year, the agency will work alongside the Swedish military and government to boost the country's ability to identify and counter foreign malign information influence, disinformation, and other dissemination of misleading information directed at Sweden. The agency will not battle those spreading false information within Sweden, instead aiming its sole focus on foreign threat actors. That's because they don't want to have the freedom of speech thing right. get violated. So they're this trying sounds to, like a good approach. Yeah. The government-funded body will report to the country's Justice Department. The new agency will aim to equip Swedish po the Swedish population with the skills to spot fake news and to take in information with a more critical eye. Yeah. I always thought that was what people should have been doing all along. We're talking about education, basically. Exactly right. That Sweden is a highly educated society. Yeah. School is accessible to everyone. High quality education that's accessible to everyone. Healthcare is accessible. Yeah. They have a society that works and they don't have the same problems we yeah. do in terms of understanding the world around us. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this book before, but way back, 1970s or so, there's a book called How to Read the News. Mm -hmm. It's probably the 1980s. But it just taught you to consider the source and and to back it up, whatever you read, yeah. to, to look into it a little bit. If you're going to go prophesizing about something, be sure you know what you're talking about. Just don't take one source for right, it. Exactly. From the art newspaper. That's what it's called. The, the art, art newspaper. newspaper. Italy's highest administrative court definitively barred McDonald's from building a 10,000 square meter outlet in the shadow of the third century Baths of Caracalla, one of Rome's most celebrated ancient sites. The Council of States ruling upheld the verdict of a lower court preventing the fast food chain from using a tract of land adjacent to the baths to open a drive through burger joint and parking area. It also stated that government authorities are entitled to block future development projects in or near other important heritage sites. The baths of Caracalla were built in 212 and 216 and open to the public during the reign of Emperor Caracalla. At its height, the enormous structure, which was decorated in marble, mosaics, and sculptures, is believed to have been visited by 7,000 people every day. Wow. And it was free. Wow. McDonald's had already started to build its drive through next to the ancient baths, following a favorable uh, review of the project by Italy's Ministry of Culture. But the project was halted in 2019 when Rome's then mayor, intervene following a media outcry. Uh, meanwhile, McDonald's has plans to open 200 new burger joints in Italy by 2025. Oh, so depressing. The home of the Big Mac currently has more than 600 outlets in Italy and sees the country as one of the markets with the greatest potential on a global scale. A country that has such a rich tradition of wonderful cuisine, yeah. whose society is based on well, the world envies the Mediterranean diet, right? Yeah. This is supposedly a very healthy diet, allowing these purveyors of essentially heart disease and diabetes into their lives. They got good fries. 
<laughs> yeah, on one hand, you're right. On the other hand, when people don't have anything to eat, it's, it's cheap. It's available. It's cheap food. Yeah, cheap food. And I'm not, I'm not pushing I know, McDonald's I, I at all. McDonald's has 54 restaurants and 2,500 uh, employees in Rome alone. Yeah. From the Associated Press. It was around September 2020 when a Pulitzer Prize-winning author received an email from a well-known book editor asking for a copy of the writer's upcoming novel in a Word document. The author promptly replied with the manuscript, but the person making the request wasn't the esteemed editor. Yet he thought it was. It was a notorious scammer who for, for years fooled hundreds in the publishing industry into emailing him precious unpublished manuscripts. The culprit is an industry insider, according to the FBI. The scheme mystified the book community since the manuscripts, which came from high-profile authors like Margaret Atwood, Kylie Reed, and actor Ethan Hawke, were never leaked, put on the black market, or made subjects of ransom threats. Now federal prosecutors say they have found the elusive thief, thief Filippo Bernardini, a 29-year-old Italian citizen who probably eats at McDonald's. Probably. And works in London at an international publishing house, Simon & Schuster. Yeah. So he was sending out, he uh, was doing what a, all scam artists, he was fishing. Was it just an ego thing for him to get these? Uh, no, I, what they're saying is that, uh, actually the district attorney there uh, in New York, it's F, not the district attorney, I'm sorry, the director in charge of FBI's New York office, F, uh, FBI's New York office, said in a statement that Bernardini abused his insider knowledge to steal other people's literary, literary ideas for himself, but in the end, he wasn't creative enough to get away with it. So once he got them, he didn't know what to do with them. It's uh, an interesting. I guess the moral I'm just trying to say is be careful out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Don't sure. ever, you know, for when sure. it comes to the internet, nothing is out of bounds, uh, and and nobody really is. Margaret Atwood can be fooled. Yeah. 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 And finally. Yeah. What a day! What you got there, man? Well, I was just looking at the stream. We peaked. During our scintillating conversation, which one? Early, well, there's so many, yeah. so, you know. But when, when our the 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 discussion about TV and westerns yeah. it looks looks like we peaked during. Yeah, and then, well, that's no, actually, that's a down. Yeah, that's a that's down. A, yeah, that was when, when things yeah, really kind of tailed off. Yeah. How are we doing now? We're doing. We're, we seem to have bottomed out again. Oh no. Yeah. What do we talk about? I don't know. Well, let's yeah, talk, let's try this. Let's talk about. Let's Mahler, talk about the warriors. Say something. Yeah. See what happens. Did it go up. Oh, oh a spike oh, right a there. Spike. Look at that. And finally, from BBC News. <laughs> BBC News. Yes, BBC News. South Korean officials warned pet owners in Seoul that their cats may burn down their houses. <laughs> the warning comes as the capital's Metropolitan Fire and Disaster Headquarters estimated that more than 100 fires over the past three years were started by cats. <laughs> Many who turned on electric stoves with their paws. <laughs> you can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.